pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny Special Report. Today I'm going to do a special interview with Alex Bosco from SB Tactical to hear his thoughts on the cease and desist order recently issued by the ATF declaring that the Honey Badger pistol from Q is now an SBR. I am your host, Ava Flanell, and Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Busy, but doing well. Good. Yeah, I'm sure your phone's blowing up, and I'm sure you're super busy right now. I really appreciate you making the time to fit me in, considering. I want to hear, just from SB Tactical's perspective, as the manufacturer of the brace for the Honey Badger, can you tell us what's going on? I mean, I could give you a perspective of what's going on. I think, obviously, that the, the people that are involved right now and, and the most important people involved are Q, Q's attorneys, and obviously the ATF. We've been involved with the ATF since the beginning. I mean, since I came out with the product in 2012, and since back in January of 2015, when ATF came out with their brilliant ruling that putting a brace to your shoulder turns it into a stock. I've made it my life's work to essentially work with the ATF, come up with certain standards so that industry members and, you know, law-abiding gun owners don't run afoul of the ATF. You know, to kind of give a little bit of a recap, we had 2015, we had that letter, again, made it my life's work to get that thing turned around work with the ATF to do that. And in 2017, we were able to get ATF to send SB Tactical a letter explaining that sporadic, incidental, and occasional firing from the shoulder is not going to cause you to go to prison. And essentially after that, I went to the ATF and said, look, and I went to the ATF just so that you guys know publicly, my attorneys from DC, at the time it was Mark Barnes. The other attorney was Michael Fawcett. We have another firm now, Wiley Ryan, that's helping us. But one of the attorneys was Mike Sullivan. Mike Sullivan is the former director of the ATF. So he was the uh, presidential appointee under Bush. And he's been part of all of these meetings since the very beginning. And essentially what we were trying to get the ATF to do was to come up with standards that allow us to essentially determine what makes and what does not make a brace. That way, companies like ours can innovate and come up with new models and not run afoul of the ATF. Well, essentially, we've done that for years now, and it's been getting harder and harder to deal with the ATF. And it is now obvious, a month before an election, that you have political activists in the ATF that are attempting to do nothing more than to frustrate the president's ability to be reelected by doing what? by dropping a bomb before the election that makes it look like Trump's ATF is trying to put people in prison by telling them that they have illegal guns. Mm -hmm. So it's a scary situation. It really is. And unfortunately, Kevin Brittingham from Q and Adam and all those great folks over there are in the middle of it. And it's wrong. It's wrong. And people need to stand up. They need to go to the NRA, go to GOA, go to whoever you want to go to, but scream at the top of your lungs that what's going on right now at the ATF in DC is nothing short of just, it's funny, there's this joke that we always say amongst our friends. It's like, what do we live in Russia? Well, when I see what the ATF is doing here, the answer is yes, we live in Russia. Because if the criminal side of the ATF can go out 
to law-abiding industry members and accuse them of felony crimes without having a certain set of standards that industry members have been attempting to extrapolate from the ATF, then we have big problems because putting somebody in jail is the highest, it's the most that the government can do to a law-abiding citizen other than the death penalty, which is debatable. But putting somebody in prison is essentially taking somebody's liberty away. And what the ATF is doing here is nothing short of attempting to take away liberties. For what? I mean, Ava, like, do you know what the mandate of the ATF, amongst other things, is? I don't know if you ever knew this or not. But I don't. It's, it's public safety. I, I don't know if you knew that. But the ATF, they have to look out for public safety. Well, my question is, what public safety issue are we running into with Q's honey badger? Is there a problem with something? Does it make the gun more dangerous? Is it a force multiplier? I mean, if I remove the brace from the gun, does the gun change? No. I, I don't think so. Yeah. So what's the deal here? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the ATF's problem? Well, it's like I told you. The only thing that I know of is what I think they're trying to do here is hurt Trump. It's obvious that this is a political issue. We know the people at the ATF that are doing this because we've been trying to work with them for the past five years. This is all, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And people should be pissed. Oh, absolutely. When we yeah. last talked about braces, after reports that the ATF was moving to reclassify them, you said that there are certain elements within the organization that have always had it out for braces. Is that still what's going on here, or has something shifted in leadership that allowed this reversal of approval to go through? There's no reversal. I don't see the ATF coming out with a broad stroke saying that braces are banned. And nothing of this cease and desist letter that Q got says that braces are banned. Mm -hmm. But what the ATF is trying to do, okay, is to essentially say, from now on, we don't really look at braced guns. We look at guns holistically. And in order to come to the conclusion of whether or not it's a firearm, we're going to look at things like length of pull, which they've said in the past. We're going to look at caliber and weight. And we're also going to look at the optics and the sights that you use and how the weapon is marketed. But reality of it is, is that I've been trying to sit down with them and come up with a list of issues that they might have, a list of, let's call them, an evaluation of what makes up and what doesn't make up a brace. And the ATF is the regulatory agency. So why is it so hard? Why is it still not done yet? And I've been meeting with them for five years now the highest levels of ATF, why is it that they can't give me a set of standards to determine what makes up a brace and what does not? Mm -hmm. Because what it seems like here is that they just want to be able to have a broad stroke to decide everything. And that's wrong. You're a regulatory agency. You ATF are the regulatory agency. Come up with the standards, let the industry know, we'll abide by those standards. But they have to meet the criteria of everything that you've approved so far. So they've approved four or five of SP Tactical's braces. They've approved 10 different other types of blades, tail hooks, all sorts of Velcro designs. I mean, there's all sorts of things that they've approved. Mm -hmm. So in absence of having a list of criteria that allow us to move forward with designing braces, the industry can only use the private letters that the ATF has submitted to people who've gotten approvals. So we have all of those. And we've taken those to ATF. We sat down at a table with them, with my attorneys, okay, with the former director of the ATF, 
with all of the products that have been approved on the market, including our products and other people's products. And we sat there and said, look, you've approved these products. What are the standards? Okay. And in the beginning, it seemed like they were trying to come up with standards. But as time went by, it seemed like they weren't interested in that anymore. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they, they just wanted a gotcha moment. They just wanted to be able to get at you. And one thing that I thought was funny in one of the last meetings that we had with them, in presence of our attorneys, when we were asking them, why can't we come up with standards? Their response to us was, submit. Submit, and we'll know it when we see it. And I just lost it at that point. Because it's like, kiss the ring, and you come to us, and we'll let you know if you can do what you're doing. Well, the reality is, it doesn't work that way. Exactly. Okay. And same with Kevin from Q. He asked ATF, okay, well, what is it about the honey badger that makes this an SBR? What do we have to change? And they told him that he needs to make changes, but they didn't specify exactly what he needs to change. So they want him to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to create new models or alter the gun, and it may or may not get approved. Right. So isn't that, I mean, that's offensive to me. That's offensive that there is an agency that we pay for with our taxpayer dollars that is considered the regulatory agency. And this regulatory agency is asking the person that they've just gone to under the criminal side of the branch, suggesting that they're going to essentially put him in prison if he doesn't fix this issue, and then say what? And then say that he has to come up with an idea of how to fix the issue? You're the regulatory agency, ATF. Give me the criteria under which I can work. Tell me what makes and what does not make a brace, and we'll make it that way. Instead, they're saying what? They're saying, we think that the gun is intended to be fired from the shoulder and therefore it's a short-bowed rifle. Well, that's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. I'll go back to the joke. What do we live in, Russia? Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that if congressmen would actually make laws instead of leaving it to ATF to do haphazard regulations and rulings, that things would be much better? Well, that's exactly the way it's supposed to work. And we've got some really good congressmen. I'll give a shout out to Matt Gates. Matt Gates has been spearheading this issue because he finds it despicable that the ATF is doing things like this. The whole point of trying to essentially abide by the ATF's rules, it's like self-compliance. I don't want to lose my Second Amendment rights, neither do you. Mm -hmm. So if we don't want to lose those rights, essentially we have to know what the law is. And if they're not going to tell us the parameters under which we can be accused of a federal crime, that's obscene. It's distasteful. It's just un-American. There's nothing American about that. Yeah, I completely agree. Do you think this is one of the secret rules being made about braces that Congressman Getz has been warning us about since June? Oh, I absolutely think that this is what it's about. It's exactly what he's been yelling about this stuff from the top of his lungs for a few months now. Mm -hmm. Him and a few other congressmen have been really good about trying to get ATF reined in. And they've come out on a few occasions. Uh, they spoke to the deputy attorney general. They spoke to the attorney general. They're people in the limelight. So essentially, the White House should see what's going on. The problem is the White House has had to deal with coronavirus, impeachment, Russia. I mean, it's just always something. And the White House has not been able to get to the ATF yet. And what they should be doing is really paying attention to it because the ATF doesn't have our best intentions in the forefront of their mind. Yeah. They really are just, they're acting politically at this point and something needs to be done. Yeah. And you also have said not every ATF agent is bad. There's definitely some good guys that are fighting the same fight that we are. There are, but I will tell you that 
Regina Lombarda, who's the director, I'm sure she's a fantastic lady. I have nothing personally bad to say anything about her. Marvin Richardson, who's the deputy director, he has sat in front of me in just about all of these meetings that I've had about braces. And they've always been like, oh, yeah, there's nothing to worry about. You're doing fine. There's no issue. The issue here is it's one of two things, okay? Either these people are complicit with the chief counsel's office, because these are the attorneys now that have been running the show at ATF. So either they're complicit with what the chief counsel's office is doing, or they're ignorant of what the counsel's office is doing. And either of those answers in the positions they are in require them to be removed from those positions Mm -hmm. because they're not being leaders. Okay. They are the politicals. They are the people who should be telling chief counsel's office where the agency stands on those things. And if the politicals, the heads of the ATF are the ones telling chief counsel's office at the ATF that braces need to be banned, then the agency has become politicized and that's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I know that you're in touch with the White House. Has there been any indication that the Trump administration's behind this like they were with the bump stocks? This is tough, okay, because I will tell you that while the White House has not had much effect lately, I hope they do this time around because I think they're feeling the pressure. Mm -hmm. I do think that they understand that the bump stock issue was a mistake. I think they understand that it was a big mistake. And I think that they don't want to make that mistake again. And I don't want to speak for the NRA, but I feel that they feel the same way as well. And I will tell you that both the White House and the NRA have been involved. And I'm not going to bash the NRA. I've had my issues with them, but they have been at the forefront of this issue and they've really helped us out. I know that there's a lot of people that really enjoy bashing them. And I think we need to be able to be critical about these groups that that we donate to, we give money to. There's nothing wrong with being critical about them. We want them to do better. And I'm not going to do that on on this call, but I, I will tell you that both the NRA and the White House have been helping us out. They understand what this issue is. And I hope that they finally engage mm-hmm. because you know, the White House is essentially the only person who can do something at this point. Yeah. The White House and the Department of Justice. Yeah, um, absolutely. Right now, right before elections, it's probably pretty critical. Once elections are over, do you think that it's less likely to change this? Now would be the time if there's going to be changes, if they're going to reverse anything that ATF has done or what they're doing, now would be the time before elections. Look, man, the president's got his issues on getting reelected. Mm-hmm. If the president doesn't get reelected, I got to tell you, I think it's game over. Yeah. You know, I really do think that Biden's White House, Biden's ATF, it's still Biden's ATF because essentially the people that are ATF were the people that Obama put there. Mm-hmm. Obama, Eric Holder, B. Todd Jones. Like I told you, Trump hasn't even gotten to the ATF yet to be able to change it to make them more gun friendly. Let's call it gun neutral at this point. When was the last time the ATF, other than the approval of, of the brace when I invented it back in 2012, when was the last time that they gave us something that was good for us? I mean, here they are, they're trying to come up with ideas on how to ban, uh, was it the M855, what was the, the 556 rounds because they had a steel core all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they're going to reinterpret steel core as armor piercing. I mean, there's all this crazy stuff going on. Well, the reason that all this crazy stuff is going on Abe, is that These people are the same people that were there under Obama. So if Biden wins, I don't know what to say. 
I'm going to put the good fight up here. I'm going to do whatever I can to see what I can do to change things. I'm putting money into this new organization that we're developing called FRAC. And I want to find a way to take the ATF to task. I think these people need to be held responsible. And by that, I don't mean that they should be going to prison or anything. I just think there is a set of rules that people need to abide by those rules. Mm -hmm. And why is the ATF above the law? Why are they doing what they're doing? Yeah. It's, to me, it seems like, again, it's obscene. Yeah. Tell me more about this organization called FRAC. So FRAC is Firearms Regulatory Accountability Coalition. That's a mouthful. And the reason that it's a 501, so it's a nonprofit, it's a 501c6, which means it's a membership-based nonprofit. And what we're trying to do here is we are trying to set up an organization that has a tough set of attorneys that know how to take it to the ATF and to these regulatory agencies. The biggest issue is that most people don't have money to fight the ATF. Things like FOIA requests, for mm -hmm. example. Okay. Do you know what a FOIA request is? No. So a FOIA request is a Freedom of Information Act. Okay. So I'm a company that does design work and I'm trying to come up with some new products. Well, is there a part of ATF's website where I can go and look up all of the private letters that the ATF has given to people over the past 47 years? There isn't. There should be. And in theory, in law, there is supposed to be. Yeah, you would assume so. You would think so. Well, so the only way to do that is to do a FOIA request. Well, if regular Joe citizen goes to the ATF and says, I want to have a FOIA request on every brace product you've ever approved and disapproved. Well, the ATF says, go pound sand. Okay. They say that because they can. They're not going to be held accountable for anything. Okay. But the reality of it is, is if you get attorney and say, hey, the ATF just told me to go pound sand, is that legal? The attorney's going to be like, hell no, that's not legal. They have 30 days to reply to you. And that's the kind of stuff that FRAC should be doing. Yeah, FRAC needs to fight back for these things. When people need information from the regulatory agency, they should get it and they should get it right away. Okay. They shouldn't have to fight for those things. So this organization is there for industry members. It's there for corporations. It's there for people who are being unlawfully singled out for things like this. And there will be more to come. I, I don't have all of the details for you just yet, but I will make sure that I forward them to you so that you can forward them to everybody else. But this is a coalition that will stick it to the ATF with all the force and power of the law, the constitution, and the smartest folks that I know out in DC. Nice. I like it. And so right now, I know you say you don't have a lot of information, but if people want to join or help this organization, is there a way to do so now or are details to follow? There is, and I'm unprepared to give you the information right now, but I'll make sure I get it to you so that you can post it online. Okay, perfect. I'll include it in the show notes. How do you think, so I'm sure that there's a lot of people that dislike Kevin, the owner of Q, and they're just like, all right, well, we don't really like that company. We're not really going to support the cause that the Honey Badgers reclassified as an SBR. Why should they care, though? <laughs> well, that's, that's a very politically charged question. And I guess the way I could respond is you want to do that because what the ATF essentially is doing is wrong. It's against the law. If you read the attorneys from Q, Wiley Ryan, they responded to the ATF. If you read what they've responded, and I'm pulling it up as we speak, essentially 
what the ATF is doing, it's not legal. Mm-hmm. They can't do what they're doing. So you can hate Q, you can hate the product, you can hate braces all you want. But I would suggest that anybody who is a Second Amendment lover wants things to be done legally. Absolutely. You don't want to have a rogue agency going out there telling people what they should and should be doing at the whim of whatever the political person is there at the time. That's not the way it works. We have a constitution. We have laws. We are a country of laws. Show me the law that said that brace is now going to determine it's a stock. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. In some ways, I feel like they're testing the waters with Q. And what people don't realize, if this is allowed to stand, then it will be easy to justify the unwritten rules to eliminate other braces or other types of guns that they feel is an SBR. It's just essentially their response to Q is procedurally wrong because the conclusions they've come to are not based on publicly available standards. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to sit down with them for years to come up with those standards so that they can inform the public and we can all be in compliance with the law, with the ATF and how they see things. If your response is going to be, we'll know it when we see it, we've got problems. Exactly. We've got real problems. And essentially, that is where we are at right now. And the other issue is that the president released two executive orders at the beginning of the year. And both of these executive orders, the ATF is essentially thumbing their nose in the face of these executive orders. I can tell you real quick, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm reading stuff, but essentially the first executive order says that when an agency takes an administrative enforcement action or engages in adjudication, or it makes a determination that has legal consequences for a person, it can only apply standards of conduct that have been publicly stated in a manner that wouldn't cause unfair surprise, which makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I want to make sure that I abide by the law. Well, if you agency are going to take enforcement action on me or you or Kevin, what have you done in order to make those standards public so that Q could have avoided that situation? Well, in this case, they haven't. In fact, they've purposefully not come out with those. So it's, again, I keep using the word obscene. And what do we live in Russia? Mm-hmm. And, and people should be pissed about that. So to go back to your previous question, If this doesn't piss you off, I don't know what does, man, because this is just, it's Mm un-American. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're literally redefining the legal definition of these laws. At a whim. Yeah. Yep. Agree. What can listeners do to help fight this? Well, as much as I know a lot of people have problems with the NRA, the NRA has set up on their website a place where they can click and get a letter sent to, I believe it's the White House. If it's not the White House, it's the right people. They have a whole list of people that you can contact. I know that SB Tactical, my company, essentially put out a list of people that you can talk to or click and tell them that you've got problems with this. We need to be contacting our congressmen, our senators. There's all sorts of ways of doing that. But that's what you need to be doing. You need mm-hmm. to be active. You need to vote. Yeah. I don't care who you vote for, but you need to vote. It's really important. I do care who you vote for. I was just going to say, <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are just fed up with both parties and they're going to vote for third party, which ugh, I hate that it boils down to this. But in my opinion, it's like a vote that's lost. And I hate that we only at the end of the day, really only have two choices because if we vote for the third party, they've never won. So I don't know. You're well, I mean, you're a girl after my own heart. I mean, I've been a libertarian for a long time now. Yeah. And that's exactly how I am as well. I would love to vote for libertarian. Unfortunately, 
Yeah. I don't think we can. No. I, don't think, I think there's too much at stake. This exactly. Time. Before it was between Hillary and Trump. And frankly, I, I will be completely honest, at the first time around, I didn't like either of them. Yeah. After seeing what the Democrats have done to Trump over these past four years and how they've gone just batshit crazy, mm-hmm. I, I just think Trump is the underdog at this point. And his policy issues, I agree with. So Unfortunately, not to get into the politics of all this, but I just, if you're into the Second Amendment, there's only one real way you can vote right now. Yeah, I completely agree. And I know that every election, there's a lot at stake, but I think just with everything going on, 2020 just being a really weird year, but I just think that more than ever, there is a lot at stake. Definitely go out and vote. In fact, at the end of the month is your last chance to register if you have not done so. So make sure that you guys register to vote. Yeah. The scary thing for me, though, is seeing all the comments that have come out because of this Q issue at the ATF that people are like, and and I guess rightfully so, but this is Trump's ATF. Mm -hmm. Trump was the guy behind the whole bump stock thing. I know. Like Trump risks losing this election over this issue. We've sold three plus million braces. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there with braces. Yeah. And you piss those people off, they're going to lose their vote. I know not going to win this election. So the president needs to step up and do something, Mm -hmm. do something, but he's got to reach out to ATF. He's got to reach out to DOJ. It's up to him at this point. The Mm -hmm. ball's in his court. Absolutely. Okay. So just to reiterate what you said, so there are resources on SB's website, correct? SB-tactical.com. I think that we put them, and again, I I feel bad that I'm not really prepared, um, but I think we have them on our Instagram page. We posted a comment that we had for immediate release that was yesterday. I know that we're going to be sending out an email. I think if you go to, here it is, on our Instagram page, there's a link that you can click on. And on that link, there is a one-click link to contact the Department of Justice. There's an email link to the White House comment line. And then we put some of the senators that we've been working with, which is Mitch McConnell, Richard Shelby, Jerry Moran, Lindsey Graham, Jim Jordan. These are all people that have oversight responsibility to the ATF. And you can get that on the Instagram page sb.tactical is the Instagram. Okay. There's a link there. I'll put links to all of this in the show notes. Great. So that people can take action. All right. Well, Alex, I really appreciate your time. I know you're super busy and thank you for all that you do. I know that you're extremely politically active and it's definitely appreciated. Can you just remind people if they want to check out your braces, which you guys advertise with the show. So if they're listening, they should be familiar with your braces, but if they want to check out all of the braces that you have, where can they find you guys on the internet? Well, you could go to www.sb-tactical.com and you will see all of our products there. A lot of people like to contact us through Facebook. The best way to contact us if you have questions is through support. We all get the support email address. It's support at sb-tactical.com. And we're essentially here for the community. I mean, they've been the gun community and people, we have so much respect for people who purchase our product because we realize it's expensive and lots of people are buying it. Like mm-hmm. I said, 3 million plus braces. Yeah, We would love to keep the people that buy our product on our side. And the only way I know how to do that is to stick up for them politically and just fight for it. And I will keep doing that. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. 
Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs>